Welcome to Market Chat, bringing clarity to the clutter. Sponsored by Government Marketing University. Here's today's moderator, Luann Brosman. Welcome to Market Chat, bringing clarity to the clutter in government marketing with hot topics, best practices, exciting guests, and innovative ideas. In this episode of Market Chat, we have a top artificial intelligence official from the General Services Administration discussing how the federal AI marketplace is maturing. And we also have a panel of three senior marketing officials discussing how their companies are turning their AI marketing messages as evolving government needs and challenges. Our listeners today on Market Chat will learn what the federal AI marketplace looks like today and where it's heading. What are some of the common AI challenges and needs among federal agencies? How some system integrators and consulting firms are shaping their AI messaging? and how to stand out in a crowded federal AI marketplace. Whether you're new to the government market or you've been marketing to the public sector for a long time, this episode will arm you with helpful insights that will help improve your artificial intelligence marketing success. Really excited of who we have on our panel today. First, I'm Luann Brosman. I am the founder and CEO of Government Marketing University, and I have my co-host with me today, Steve Watkins, who is our Chief Content Officer. Steve, how are you doing today? Doing great, Luann. Good to be with you. Well, I'm really excited for the program today. Our first segment today, we've got Steve Babich. Steve is the Director of the Artificial Intelligence Portfolio with the Technology Transformation Service with the GSA's Federal Acquisition Service. So really excited, Steve, um, that you're here with us today, and we're really happy that you've joined us. We also have three senior-level government marketers joining us today in our following segments. We have Andrew Bowman. He's the business communications lead at SAIC. We have John Connolly, who's the content marketing lead at Accenture Federal Systems. And we have Lorna Joseph, the marketing director of Booz Allen. So I'm going to toss the microphone over to Steve Watkins. And in this first segment of Market Chat today, Steve is going to be doing a one-on-one interview with Steve Babbage. So Steve, take it away. Great. Thanks, Luanne. Steve Babbage, thank you very much for joining us. Uh, as with uh, so many uh, federal employees, you have one of those uh, huge titles, job titles, uh, that's, that's quite a mouthful. So uh, as Luann said, you're the uh, Artificial Intelligence Lead at the U.S. Technology Transformation Services, which is uh, part of the Federal Acquisition Service within uh, GSA, the General Services Administration. So. What does that all mean? Can you tell us a little bit more about what your role is uh, and how it relates to federal AI adoption in a broad sense? And then maybe you can fill us in on on some of the current initiatives that you're working on today. Sure, Steve. Thanks so much. And and thanks for the opportunity to to be on the show today. Um, In terms of our role and my role, um, following the the executive order on AI and the White House Summit on AI and Government last spring and fall, respectively. My role is really to build and lead a team focused on solving problems for agency, uh, agent federal agencies where AI is a set of tools and technologies to help solve them. So our mission is to help agencies wherever they are in their journey or roadmap to uh, solving for their priority challenges. And yes, obviously our, our lens is around AI uh, but we have a number of other capabilities within the tech transformation service that are often brought to bear when we try to work with uh, federal agencies, whether that be human-centered design and, and problem framing or, or cloud or data analytics. Uh, we bring all of those to bear, but certainly our focus is on AI. 
And so it's no small feat that we're undertaking in terms of how do we think about AI and government, uh, but we're making good progress. And so um, we're building out a great team. We've got a number of efforts underway and our approach is, is to, you know, whatever we do, whether it's AI or getting ready for AI or other ways of modernizing, it's aligned with, again, the agency's priorities to achieve their mission. And I guess I, I can continue on and say like, there are roughly four areas that we're focused on right now within TTS as far as artificial intelligence is concerned. First is on implementation and delivery. We're working with federal agencies such as the Joint Artificial Intelligence Center within the Department of Defense and the Department of Labor. So there's a couple of engagements we have right now. And it's really helping to uh, move those federal agencies along in their adoption and, and journey towards full-scale use of AI. The second effort we have underway is the AI community of practice. So we're working on building this community uh, across the federal government to share use cases, best practices, and lessons learned. And then within that working group, uh, within that um, community of practice, we have smaller working groups focused on uh, wrestling through, thinking through different uh, artificial intelligence issues. And so that's early in its development, but that's something that's, that's underway right now. Third area is in product development. So if we're, if we're here to help modernize uh, and move artificial intelligence along in, in the federal agency uh, roadmap or, or their journey, uh, we wanna build products and, and help them in whatever that journey may uh, entail. And so a couple of products we're building is a use case library. So we're hearing from federal agencies that they wanna understand the different uh, projects that are underway and how artificial intelligence is helping the agency solve for uh, whatever the, the priority might be, if that's greater insights or uh, greater efficiencies. We wanna be able to provide a set of use cases that give them a sense of how it gets done so that they can take those learnings and apply it in their agency as well. And then another thing we're doing is building a guide or a body of knowledge to help federal agencies think through the use of AI, help them what does it take to invest in it from an organizational perspective, from a data and from a technology perspective. And then lastly, the fourth thing we're working on uh, is external engagement. And certainly we wanna move beyond government to understand what are other perspectives out there from think tanks, industry, academia, uh, to fold that into the government perspective as we think about how to apply AI. So that's that's a summary of, of what we're focused on. Yeah, that's a great rundown. Thank you. Um, so let me ask you about kind of how vendors uh, in the in the industry segment um, can play a role in some of these activities that you mentioned. Uh, you mentioned external engagement, obviously would would be one uh, element of that. Um, but also, uh, I'm wondering about the centers of excellence. We've, I've seen a number of uh, press articles about those, and you, you said uh, currently we have uh, the Defense Department's uh, uh, Joint AI Center um, and the Labor Department participating. Um, can you tell us a little bit more about the, the centers of excellence, uh, what they do, how they work, and uh, kind of what role, if any, that, that vendors play in that. And then also uh, on the uh, external engagement part, uh, how do you engage with vendors and how can they engage with you? Yeah, so uh, as far as the center of excellence goes, we are, as I mentioned, we're partnering with the, the Jake and DOD and the Department of Labor. Uh, and yes, industry does play a role, for, to be clear. 
Um, with our partnership with the Jake, for example, that started in September 2019, that's really focused on accelerating the Department of Defense's adoption of AI. And so the, the Jake is really, and with the Center of Excellence help, really is trying to set up a premier acquisition office and accelerate the DOD's AI DevSecOps uh, Dev environment. And so clearly, if, if acquisition is going to be a, a, um, a prominent role and how do we streamline that, streamline and modernize and establish that, industry is going to be a big part of, uh, obviously, because of all the acquisition that will occur. And so a lot of that is going to be engaging with industry partners to help set that up, lay that foundation for the Jake and, and the DOD. And so it's critical that um, the COEs playing that role of helping set up that acquisition office um, engage with and, and, and work with industry to do that in the most effective way possible. And then similarly with the Department of Labor, that effort started in, uh, announced in February, is focused on accelerating the modernization of their agency's acquisition capabilities uh, with a start um, uh, focused on RPA, robotic process automation. So again, in that situation, uh, and really in both, industry will certainly be key partners uh, as that as that uh, continues to unfold. Great, great. Um, let's turn now to kind of the federal AI marketplace uh, more broadly. Um, from, from your vantage point, it seems like you have a, a pretty good visibility into what's happening uh, across government or, or probably as good as anybody. Um, how would you assess uh, where the AI adoption and maturity uh, is today uh, across government and, and where does it seem to be heading? Mm -hmm. That's a great question. I think as we sort of survey the landscape of agencies, I think it, it varies and, and certainly you're going to have agencies that are more research and development uh, driven as, as far as artificial intelligence is concerned. And so they've been doing AI, so to speak, for years and arguably decades. Uh, so they're, they're further along in their maturity. But then you've got other agencies that are earlier on in their adoption and full-scale use of AI, and so they're not there yet. And so a number of them are, are in that sort of getting ready for AI phase. And, and even on, on the data readiness side, for example, that's one uh, facet of it. Uh, again, I mentioned uh, in some of the content that we're de developing for the federal government, Data readiness is one issue. The technical infrastructure, that's a, a challenge and an issue as well. And then how do we start to bring uh, the, the workforce to become more AI ready and, and uh, building in data science, uh, excuse me, data science capabilities. So again, it's going to vary by agency. And I would argue that it, it probably varies even within agencies where there's certain pockets that are happening, uh, where AI is happening um, more frequently or it's happening in terms of like developing a pilot and others where it's happening less so. Yeah. That's what I see it. Um, that's, yeah, and that's, that's kind of what I was expecting, that you're going to see uh, different uh, uh, kind of uh, paths and journeys uh, from, from one agency to the next. Uh, one thing that strikes me about AI as a kind of a category of technology or capability is kind of how, how broad it is and the kind of wide spectrum of, of use cases that it can address, uh, you know, ranging from automation to uh, pattern and anomaly detection and image recognition and even the conversation um, 
system, such as through natural language processing and so forth. So kind of given uh, that AI is such a kind of a rich, broad category of, of capability, um, does that to you kind of suggest that there may be a, a, a need for perhaps a different level of engagement between vendors and federal agencies? Uh, it's, good, it's a good question. I think, I don't know if it suggests that there's a, a deeper, I, I think that's inevitable. Like there will be, um, again, industry is going to provide a wide range of solutions. They're building them, they're, they're selling and marketing them to federal agencies as we speak. Um, and so, yes, AI is a broad range of tools and technologies, whether that's natural language processing, image recognition, uh, or otherwise. Um, so I think what's, what's important is to make sure that we are focusing on what is the real objective that the agency is trying to solve. I think it, if we get clear on that, then we, then that leads to is artificial intelligence or some other solution the right tool uh, to bring to bear to solve for that problem and in some cases yes it will be artificial intelligence to do some language translation for some application and agency uh, and other times it may not actually be ai that's required it could be something uh, per perhaps more simple so yeah I, I can't say i don't know if degree of, of depth, but certainly the more that industry can, you know, again, through these acquisitions and partnerships, the more that they can really understand where the agency is, I think the more, again, trying to solve that particular problem, the more effective they will be. Yeah, so again, it goes back to uh, there's a problem to be solved, right? Um, as, as we've seen with uh, so many other kind of uh, new technologies. Um, yeah. So, um, what what advice would you have for vendors who are in the marketplace, particularly those who who might be uh, relatively new? And of course, there's a lot of vendors who may have a lot of commercial experience and are just uh, kind of turning their attention to uh, federal, uh, or they're just startups, perhaps. But um, what what might you tell them in terms of how they uh, can perhaps break through uh, the you know the Kind of thicket of, of messaging that's going on uh, across the federal uh, AI marketplace. Mm. Yeah, I think there's a couple things. Again, if they're new to the federal space or they're looking at it, there are programs that are that exist. And uh, admittedly, I'm not the expert on those programs, but there are small business programs and other mechanisms to uh, begin to engage with government so that you can. Um, approach agencies and actually do the work itself. So I would certainly suggest that they uh, research and investigate those options. Um, I think certainly the federal agencies are get a lot, getting a lot of messaging from industry and different companies on, on what can, uh, what AI sort of promises to be able to deliver. Uh, but the one thing I want to be clear with, I think the, the, what is most helpful and most effective is, you know, we hear about how AI is it's almost magical and there's, all, there's a number of myths versus the actual reality of what AI is. And I think at the end of the day, AI is not magical. It is complex math, yes. And um, it will require uh, continuous monitoring of the models to, to make sure that it's behaving and, and providing the kinds of results that don't allow for uh, bias to creep in 
And so my advice to, to companies is like be, be candid and honest with the fact that yes, AI is a solution. You can't just turn it on and let it sort of run on its own. You gotta be able to have a candid conversation with the agencies and say, this is what's required. And if you're more candid and forthright with that, uh, I think that'll go a long way because agencies are looking for that um, expertise uh, we're certainly looking to provide that within TTS, and I think if industry uh, provides that sort of similar kind of uh, uh, perspective as agencies embark on their journey and use of AI, I think that's going to go a long way. Right. So avoid the hype and uh, focus on the problem at hand, and and uh, and that'll that'll take them a, a long way towards uh, uh, gaining some some uh, resonance in the market. Hey, uh, Steve, you know, this is such a great, great discussion and, and we need to have Mr. Babbage back, but we need to start wrapping up because the time is going quickly. Well, thank you very much, Steve. We really appreciate your insights. Um, this was very helpful and uh, we do hope to, to have you back at some point in the future, but thank you and good luck with uh, all your activities at GSA. Sure, my pleasure. Great to be here. Thanks so much. All right, so we need to take a break. So please stay with us as we bring in three government marketing thought leaders to talk about how they are doing artificial intelligence marketing into the federal government. You've been listening to Market Chat, bringing clarity to the clutter in government marketing, brought to you by Government Marketing University on Federal News Network. Government Marketing University is an innovative learning platform that applies a collaborative, community-based approach towards knowledge sharing and skills development in the field of public sector marketing. Experts from all corners of the U.S. public sector marketplace, marketers, thought leaders, government, media, and sales, are contributing their knowledge to this unique, content-rich platform. Government Marketing University offers training, research, certifications, mentoring, and community resources all in one place. Learn more at gmarku.com. Welcome back to Market Chat by Government Marketing University on Federal News Network. I'm Luann Brossman, President of Government Marketing University, and I have with me today Steve Watkins, our Chief Content Officer, and we are talking about marketing artificial intelligence solutions to the federal agencies. And these next two segments, I'm really excited, Steve, because you have put together just a tremendous panel of government marketers that are going to be talking about what they're doing today to really drive their solutions and their messaging out to government around artificial intelligence. So who we have with us today is Andrew Bowman. Andrew is the business communications lead with SAIC. We also have John Connolly, who is the content marketing lead with Accenture Federal Services, and Lorna Joseph, who is the marketing director of Booz Allen. So to the three of you, thank you for joining us on Market Chat. And Steve, I'm turning it over to you. Great, thanks Luann. Yes, and thank you everybody for joining us. Uh, terrific panel. Uh, I guess I might just start off by asking uh, everyone on the panel, and Lorna, maybe we'll start with you. Just tell us a little bit about your role within the company and kind of how your company participates in the federal AI marketplace. I'm the marketing and brand director for Booz Allen. Um, Booz Allen has been, I would say, a really active and early leader in AI across the federal marketplace. We've worked with agencies um, across the space at, regardless of what their 
um, adoption of AI is or what stage of adoption they're in. Um, recently, we have uh, been really, really proud to uh, win some very important work in helping the Jake accelerate the adoption of AI across the Department of Defense. So John, how about you? Uh, tell us a little bit about your role with AFS. Sure. I am the uh, federal marketing lead for research content marketing and thought leadership within Accenture Federal Services. And I also lead our AI go-to-market marketing campaign. And in this market, Accenture Federal Services uh, takes a very holistic approach from strategy to technology to operations, uh, working with clients to design, implement, and scale their AI strategy. Great. And Andrew, uh, tell us about your role at SAIC. Sure. So uh, I handle communications and marketing for what's called our civilian markets customer group. Um, the, the best way I can describe that is it's everything that's not defense and intel. Um, and, and federal contracting is, is what we do at SSC, right? It's, it's over 90%, close to 95% of our total business. Um, and I think particularly with the recent acquisition of Unisys Federal, we're really at the forefront of IT modernization and digital transformation for the government. Um, so obviously, uh, AI plays a huge role in that, uh, helping enhance user experience and deliver those successful outcomes for our customers. That's great. Now, uh, obviously, all, all three of your companies are pretty large consulting uh, slash SI um, vendors in the marketplace. Um, and I suspect that and, and it's pretty clear from the contract awards that, that your companies are getting and so forth that, that AI is becoming a, a, a more prominent uh, category for your uh, federal sales and your marketing efforts. Uh, but let me kind of zoom in on that a little bit more and just ask each of you, and John, I'll start with you. Um, maybe you can tell us a little bit more about how AI is a segment is kind of increasing in terms of its prominence within your marketing activities. Sorry, that was to John. <laughs> uh, you know, AI is a particularly important focus for us for two reasons. You know, as a standalone market, it's very strategic to our clients. We are well positioned to help them. And from that perspective, you know, it's certainly a great focus. You know, at, at the same time, I think it's really a great opportunity to showcase how more broadly how you can help clients bring innovation to their mission and really do new unique things. And I think just from the sort of the halo effect of the brand itself, it's also important to have a really large prominent role there. Andrew, um, how about from your perspective, is, is AI taking up uh, more and more of your uh, marketing duties? Sure, and, and yes, it is. Um, I, you know, I think we structure our messaging really around two key things, right? The signals that we get from the government about their mission needs and their requirements, and then you know, where the technology is evolving, and on both fronts, AI is emerging, right? Um, so you see, that the government is identifying all kinds of new ways that they need to collect and apply their data. Um, and Congress and the administration have both been giving clear signals that they want to see agencies move forward with those AI capabilities. So from that end, obviously, uh, you know, AI is in high demand and we want to be responsive to that. And the other end is, you know, is the technology, right? We have new tools, there's advancements in the technology all the time. 
We're constantly bringing on new partners uh, who can expand the opportunities there and find those ways to uh, deliver on those missions and meet those customer challenges. Uh, Lorna, you mentioned earlier uh, about Booz Allen's role in terms of helping uh, DOD with the uh, Joint AI Center. Um, how else is uh, AI kind of becoming uh, a bigger focus for your marketing department? You know, as a firm, we are really focused on helping clients solve their problems through technology, and it's technology across the tech stack. And I would say AI is one of the proof points of that, and it's a pretty big proof point of that. Um, you know, it, AI is starting to appear in almost everything we do. You know, a good case in point is um, the whole issue around COVID. So the programming that we've had most recently, um, we've brought healthcare professionals and healthcare uh, officials from throughout the government to talk about how um, to, to leverage AI for understanding more about COVID and for responding to COVID. Um, our company has actually uh, you know, publicly announced that AI is one of our two uh, big investment areas because we realize we have to continue to, to invent and to research to really um, help our clients uh, get the most from it. And Lorna, maybe I'll, I'll start with you on this, but I'd like to hear from, from everybody. But um, you know, what we heard from Steve Babich is that the AI marketplace across government, it's, it's uneven. Some agencies are, are earlier in their journeys. Some are, are certainly more further along and, and more uh, sophisticated in terms of how they're bringing AI into their mission sets. Um, but how is that evolving marketplace um, affecting your own messaging? How are you having to kind of respond to some of the, the fast changing uh, dynamics that we're seeing in terms of how agencies are, are uh, incorporating AI more and more. Yeah, I mean, you're right that it does vary across agencies. I mean, the Intel community has been using AI for a long time, um, whereas other agencies throughout government are really just beginning to you know, use AI to to, um, to make decisions and, and you know, really uh, using the strength of AI. You know, I'd say from a marketing perspective, that just means we have to get more and more targeted with our messaging, first of all, um, so that we're sending the right message to the individuals at agencies that are at certain stages of adoption. I also think that there's a um, large amount of education that we still need to do about what AI is and what AI isn't. I mean, there's a lot of um, hype around there as Steve was talking about, um, about what it can do. And so I think it becomes even more important that we um, message that really carefully. Andrew, any thoughts about, about uh, kind of that topic of how the federal marketplace is, is certainly very dynamic and how do you keep up with it as a, as a marketing and messaging uh, person? Sure. So I'd echo what uh, Lorna said, right, which is um, there's a lot of, uh, I, I think, opportunity to demonstrate what AI can do for these agencies, particularly where it's not being sort of fully implemented yet. Um, there's a lot of opportunity to make real significant near-term progress with some of the technology that's there. But also, um, some of this is explaining what it isn't, right? Because AI as a term is so sort of catch-all and comprehensive, um, you know, 
some agencies would probably benefit from automation, but you may be scaring them off in some ways by, by suggesting what sounds like Terminator technology, right? So um, I think taking what can be sort of an abstract concept, making it real for them uh, is the best path to success. And the other thing I'd sort of say here is that um, I think the COVID situation, which is obviously a massive challenge, is clarifying to these agencies to, to see the places where um, you know, obviously they've seen spikes in demand and, and new uh, requirements and priorities um, where process automation and some of these other tools can really help them. So um, helping them understand you know, where we can come in, uh, where we can offer solutions and where we can bring them to mission success in the near term is, is really what's most important. Let's, uh, let's, you know, I, I, what was it, uh, last year, February, I think is when the White House released the executive order on AI, and, and even before that, we saw the, uh, the DOD AI strategy, although the unclassified version uh, was, was released uh, around the same time as the White House executive order, but, and then, of course, the Jake, the, the Joint AI uh, Center was stood up in um, 2018 as well. So there's a lot, obviously, a lot of federal interest in, in AI, and that's uh, pretty unusual. We certainly didn't see that with uh, um, cloud or data analytics. It was, it was uh, kind of, you know, each agency seemed to be on its own to some extent. Uh, Lorna, what's, what's your take in terms of how some of that very high-level AI prioritization has, has uh benefited and, and perhaps uh, even pushed along the marketplace? I think it's helpful in the sense that um, it's helped to bring AI to the forefront. So agencies understand that there's this thing called AI and that, uh, you know, it could be helpful and that they, you know, that they obviously really need to, 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 um, to uh, work together to, uh, to implement it. I think, um, you know it's good, but there's also some some things that maybe have um, have been a little challenging, and that's uh, you know the sense of it's it's brought it to light so that there's a lot of frenzy around it. So um, you know everybody wants a sort of to show a quick win around AI, <laughs> and so there isn't a lot of uh, patience for um, the uh, in a, a more strategic approach you know, building the real um, enterprise-wide foundational capabilities that are really going to enable AI to be successful. Yeah, that's interesting. So if anything, it's probably put a lot more pressure on you guys uh, to, to start showing some results. Uh, Andrew, uh, I'd like to hear from you and, and then maybe uh, John following. Um, but there's, there's a lot of messaging, of course, uh, AI-related. But as Lorna said, there's a huge uh, need for education as well. Um, so we're seeing a lot of messaging in the kind of in the, what most people call the thought leadership category. And then there's of course the, the more kind of sales oriented um, messaging as well. Um, how is your company SAIC uh, uh, kind of approaching those two pieces of it? How is the thought leadership uh, differing from the sales messaging. Sure. Well, I think both are enormously important and I think uh, ultimately should be complementary. Um, you start, from my perspective, with the thought leadership, right? That's how you establish the credibility 
That's how you establish the gravitas. It explains that you understand uh, the landscape, where the technology is, where it's going, and the challenges that the customers face. Um, I think it's also an opportunity, um, as Steve was alluding to in the first segment, right, about uh, understanding some of the challenges around some of the ethical concerns, right? That this is not um, technology for technology's sake and we're not just coming to you uh, to sell you a product at all costs, right? That we understand your mission and we're here to help you meet it. Um, you know, and I think once you've laid that groundwork, once you've established that you understand these things and you can you uh, have that landscape, um, that's when you're able to come in with a little more of the product sales and say, you know, here are the tools, technologies, and people we have to help you solve your problems. And John, how, how, how is AFS uh, kind of going about that, that calculation of how do we, what is the thought leadership that we want to uh, put out there and, and associate with, and, and then how does that relate to your uh, sales messaging as well? Well, you know, our, our, overall, our overall feeling is that AI is really about empowering the federal workforce to do and achieve more. And in terms of our thought leadership, we're really focused on helping federal leaders see and understand and quantify kind of the potential there and help them work through what, you know, what is the art of the possible from that perspective. Uh, in terms of kind of more of our client direct message, I think we get more explicit in terms of really drilling down into the how, what are other federal agencies doing, what are commercial leaders doing, what are our technology ecosystem partners doing, and to really get specific and help them do the prioritization, the trade-off discussions and all that. But at the end of the day, it's one story. I mean, there, it's one continuous story going down to different levels of depth. And I think the also, the important thing to remember with thought leadership, it really is important not only for the external audience, but for your internal teams to kind of galvanize them around one vision for what we're trying to accomplish. And I think that, you know, we've all experienced that it's really as much as important sort of the external audience as that internal audience and get everyone on sort of one page of paper and moving forward in a sequence. Okay, so I think it's a good time to take a break. That was great information so far. So I hope our listeners keep with us. Uh, you're listening to Market Chat. We're talking about marketing artificial intelligence solutions to the federal government. You're listening to Market Chat, bringing clarity to the clutter in government marketing, brought to you by Government Marketing University on Federal News Network. Government Marketing University is an innovative learning platform that applies a collaborative, community-based approach towards knowledge sharing and skills development in the field of public sector marketing. Experts from all corners of the U.S. public sector marketplace, marketers, thought leaders, government, media, and sales, are contributing their knowledge to this unique, content-rich platform. Government Marketing University offers training, research, certifications, mentoring, and community resources all in one place. Learn more at gmarku.com. Welcome back to Market Chat by Government Marketing University on Federal News Radio. I'm Luann Brossman. I'm the founder and president of Government Marketing University, and I'm joined today by my Market Chat co-host, Steve Watkins. Steve, this has been a great session so far today. Yeah, very much so. We're, we're learning a lot, and uh, I, I hope our, our listeners are as well. There's a lot of gold in here. Um, Absolutely. So we're turning it back over to you for this last, this last session. Great, great. So 
Again, joining us, uh, Lorna Joseph from Booz Allen, John Conley from Accenture Federal Services, and Andrew Bowman from SAIC. Um, John, let me start with, with you on this uh, question, and that is, uh, you know, we've heard that different agencies are at different uh, kind of steps in their journey as they move out on AI. Um, and considering that, how do you tailor your AI message uh, to, to these agencies that may be on very different points of, of, their spec, of, of the AI adoption spectrum? You know, one thing that's really interesting about this market is much more than many others, it's really both, you know, this technology audience, there's a business audience, there's a mission audience. You know, if you're talking about cloud infrastructure, the business just assume it's going to run, right? In this market, the business owners, the mission owners have an equal stake in that. So that really speaks to that diversity of opinions and maturity that you're talking about. And I think one of the real opportunities for us is to kind of create sort of that platform, that common language so that, you know, both sort of technology and mission can come together, different levels of maturity can come together. Uh, business folks can understand some of the technical limitations, technical folks can understand some of the business use cases. But I think it's trying to come in with that broad sort of strategic point of view that everyone can come together, and build a common understanding is one of the things that we're seeing the most success with. Yeah, that's great. Um, and I, I, Lu Luann, you recently shared with me a stat that uh, came up in a, in a very recent survey of federal employees and, and executives. Uh, something like 53% of the survey respondents were saying that they are challenged with uh, kind of how to incorporate AI into their uh, operations and their various missions. Uh, which is perhaps not, it shouldn't maybe surprise anybody that, that it's as high as it is, given how complex AI is and, and also how complex the AI missions are in operations. Um, but I, I think there's um, a real opportunity, and John, you hit on this earlier when, when we were talking about thought leadership, about this messaging uh, and how important it is to educate and talk about the how of AI as well as the, the why of AI. Um, so kind of with that, I'd, I'd be interested, and Andrew, maybe I'll start with you, uh, what kind of tactics or approaches in, in your marketing and your messaging uh, are you finding success with? Well, you know, to, to that point, right, tactics are really just the, the levers you use to, to reach people where they are and help them, uh, you know, understand what you're trying to convey, right? And, and when you're talking about an audience where 53% of them, you know, still need some of that, that education and that information on how they can apply this, right, uh, you may not want to be 10 levels deep you may be at that higher level. So, and this crosses all across the board, right? It can be, it starts with taglines and ads, and then there's social media posts and videos and op-eds and keynote speeches, right? There's all kinds of depth and all kinds of opportunities to meet people where they are at the level that they need to be met so that they can understand uh, the power of this to help them meet the mission. But really, I think the most important thing, regardless of the tactics, right, is always to, 
you were talking about the how and the why, I think bringing it back to the, not just the what, but the so what, right? Like, uh, here's this cool technology, here's all the whiz bang stuff it can do, um, but we can very easily get lost in metrics and, and those sorts of things and lose sight of the bigger story, which is, you know, how at the back end does this solve a problem? How does this make your life easier as a user? How does this allow you to, you know, put in more time, more value at time as a government worker? Um, how does this help you meet your mission? Uh, I think whatever the tactic is, right, it, as long as you stay focused on that key component, um, that's where you end up finding success. Yeah, that's, that's great advice, I agree. Um, so I'll open this to the, uh, to the panel, whoever would like to, to take a stab at it, uh, I'd, I'd certainly welcome it. But um, what are some lessons learned that, that uh, any of you may have come away from, uh, from, from past uh, campaigns or past efforts uh, as you've tried to uh, deliver AI um, messaging to the, to the federal agencies? I'd just uh, answer that question by echoing you know, what was just said about use cases that, um, I mean, the metric I heard was, um, was it seven, 70% of the use cases in government for AI come from 7% of the agencies, <laughs> which, you know, is startling. Um, and the reason I bring that back to the marketing practices is because, um, you know, we, and I'm sure others on this phone have found that the extent to which you can you can you can talk about things in terms of their use for a particular agency you know that's going to be um the the successful marketing campaign it's the use case it's also the 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 case study so after something's actually been implemented being able to really show how it's worked and the the impact that, that it's had um you know that's been a, a major lesson learned for ai in particular just because it's so hard to grasp So, uh, Lorna, let's let's uh, stay with you. I'd, I'd, I'd be interested to hear your thoughts in terms of what you see as some of the bigger challenges or barriers that kind of get in the way of, of some of the messaging that you're bringing to market. I think there's a there are a few things. So, there's how the clients actually feel. Um, so, you know, they they feel like they don't know how to create an AI strategy. And so that creates a sort of a mental block, right? There's the um, knowledge that uh, AI to really do it right and to, to, um, to really be able to operationalize it, you know, you need the right skill set. Um, you also need a governance structure. You need all that, um, you know, that foundational, you know, infrastructure that we were talking about earlier. Um, but I think the other piece also that becomes a barrier is um, this overpromise part, <laughs> because um, you know in marketing we we try to we try to or we should you know try to speak speak truth and and make sure that we're not um, you know sort of generating more hype about something and not and then you know our products and services we're not able to deliver, and so you know I think one of um, I think our clients are, are being hit by a lot of messages about um, you know, what AI can do that maybe it, it, it can't quite do yet. And so I think um, that, that uh, definitely causes a, a barrier for, um, for our messaging and it, it clouds the message. 
Yeah, and of course, uh, even if it's not your companies, and I'm sure it's not, uh, who, who might be uh, into the hype business, it certainly affects everybody who's in the market, um, no doubt. Um, John, let, let me um, turn to you. Uh, what, what kind of success metrics uh, do you look at uh, to see how your messaging, how your marketing campaigns are working? It's a good question because there's more metrics out there today than ever. Uh, you know, so I think first and foremost, it's important to keep sight on the uh, success of the business in terms of are you driving the opportunities, are you converting and are you growing the business and all that. Uh, not to say that marketing solely drives that process, but you're working hand in hand with the accounts and stuff like that. And that's, that's the ultimate goal. So I think it's important to keep an eye on that from the one perspective. Uh, the second, I think we certainly look pretty extensively at sort of the broad sort of awareness and understanding of what we're doing across the federal government, in particular for two reasons. One, this is such a collaborative opportunity for folks, uh, you know, in, in the sense that it's not one or two decision makers, it's decision makers across an organization that are doing that from that perspective. Uh, and, and, you know, the other thing that I think matters a lot to us is looking really at what's the account team take up. I mean, this is an old line, but it still sticks with me, is that if your account teams are off rolling their own, so to speak, and creating their own collateral and stuff like that, then, then you're not, you know, supporting them the way that you can be, and you're not delivering that consistent message to the market and bringing the best of Accenture or, you know, SAIC or Booz Allen or whoever it might be. But it's that, you know, it's that alignment with the account teams and that you are really helping to support them and working hand in hand. So I think those are the couple that, you know, really matter at the end of the day to us. You know, one of the uh, interesting, well, we're in interesting times, of course, with uh, COVID-19 and uh, it's affecting everybody, but I'm, I'd be very uh, interested to hear from, from everyone uh, on the panel how, um, you know, the constraints of, of our day today are affecting uh, your own marketing efforts. And um, what are you, perhaps, uh, maybe you're learning some, some interesting new uh, tactics that hadn't occurred uh, just in a in the way of being resilient. Um, so, so Andrew, maybe I'll, I'll kick it off with you. You, you made that connection uh, a little while ago about how, how COVID and AI are, um, there's, there is some kind of tandem there that uh, AI is, is, the importance of AI in federal missions is, is in some ways being accentuated by some of the constraints we're seeing today. So, um, from the marketing perspective, what, what are you seeing in terms of impact? Right. So, you know, I, I think what's happening, uh, what you're seeing in the government is that um, COVID is dramatically increasing the demands and the activities uh, of the federal government. And it's, in, it's dumping lots of uh, new obligations and, and resources into this effort. So um, when you have an increasingly or uniformly almost uh, remote workforce, uh, when you have all these large and complex benefits being distributed that need to be tracked, um, when you're dealing with the sorts of paperwork requirements associated with all these things, right? 
Um, and, and particularly as you're seeing, uh, again, the, the, the resources dedicated to this and the effort level dedicated to this uh, spiking dramatically without a, a parallel increase in hiring, um, there's more demand than ever to uh, you know, automate some of these repetitive processes uh, to sort of empower the workers to go uh, do the place where they can do the most value-added work. Um, in terms of the marketing side of this, right, there, there's, there's obviously speaking to how AI can help them uh, in this critical moment meet the increased demands. Um, and then there's the sort of tactical stuff, right? Like there's a, you're not gonna do in-person trade shows and you're not gonna do uh, as many billboards or you know local ads that you might've been doing before. So I think there's a real incentive for companies to establish themselves and find creative ways to, to get out in front of customers and to get out in front of the marketplace to share their message and explain again um, how they can uh, achieve results and how they can help uh, deliver mission success. Yeah, yeah that's great. Uh, so we've only got a couple minutes left. Uh, why don't we go around the horn and, and uh, John, we'll start with you. Uh, I'd love to hear what, what final thoughts you might want to leave our, our listeners today about uh, the AI marketplace and how to um, leverage it uh, from a marketing perspective. Thanks, Steve. Uh, going back to what Steve Babbage said at the beginning of the show, you know, this is really about living systems. And I think that's an important point to keep in mind, uh, that much more than other markets, you're really looking to build a long-term ongoing relationship with clients and partnering with them. And I think it really just changes the dynamic tremendously uh, in terms of how you build that relationship. So it's really an exciting opportunity for you know, us to really, and I think, you know, the other folks as well, to really kind of build those deeper relationships we all strive to do. Right. Thank you. And Andrew, how about uh, you? And then Lorna, you can wrap us up. Yeah, I, I just want to footstomp something I said earlier, right? Uh, you can very get, easily get lost in the cool factor of the technology, the facts and the figures. Uh, what's most important is, is telling that story, talking about mission success and driving home uh, the end result, why it matters. And Lorna, how about uh, final thoughts? What, what would you want to leave our listeners? I always think about two, two things when I, when I think about marketing, when I approach any kind of marketing I do, and that's how can I make sure that what we're doing is useful to clients and how can it be helpful? Um, because I think, especially now, in order to really break through all the noise out there, in order to explain difficult concepts, we have to make sure that our marketing is um, is both helpful and useful to them. Great. I, I think we've had some uh, terrific uh, perspectives and insights uh, from, from this panel. I want to thank everybody, John, Lorna, Andrew. Thank you very much for joining us. You're right, Steve. This has been just such an awesome uh, presentation today, and I really appreciate all the thought leaders in marketing that joined us. And we look forward to having you back because AI is here to stay, and we need to keep our marketing community educated on how to best do that. So thank you all to all of our listeners. You've been listening to Market Chat, where we bring clarity to the clutter in government marketing, brought to you by Government Marketing University on Federal News Network. Thank you for listening to Market Chat, bringing clarity to the clutter, sponsored by Government Marketing University on Federal News Network.
Government Marketing University is an innovative learning platform that applies a collaborative, community-based approach towards knowledge sharing and skills development in the field of public sector marketing. Experts from all corners of the U.S. public sector marketplace, marketers, thought leaders, government, media, and sales, are contributing their knowledge to this unique, content-rich platform. Government Marketing University offers training, research, certifications, mentoring, and community resources all in one place. Learn more at gmarku.com. When we need help, we turn to government. When government needs help, they turn to Federal News Network. Federal News Network, helping feds meet their mission.